Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Talk from the Terrace podcast on both Celtic Fanzine TV and on audio on the Celtic Soul podcast. Please hit that subscribe and follow button so you'll never miss an episode. In this episode, I'll be joined by Real Betis fan Alan McLean, ahead of Celtic's clash with Real Betis, the La Liga side who are enjoying the season so far. Um, Alan, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, a good weekend for both of us. We had a great win against Dundee United. And Betis have just beaten Catalonian joints in Camp Nou, Barcelona. So you're coming to Glasgow on a high. Well, certainly am. And it was a great victory over Barcelona. And we really are having a super season at the moment. Right from the start of the season, we've been producing a solid side under Manuel Pellegrini. And just getting better and better as we go along, which is really very unusual for Real Betty. We're usually struggling down the bottom somewhere, but uh, now we're doing really, really well and we're enjoying every minute of it. And very much looking forward to the Celtic match, uh, not least because the historical ties that uh, Betty have with Celtic back in the dim and distant past. Yeah, and I'm going to stay in Seville for now because... Yep. Um, obviously, we we had a great party over there in 2003. We didn't win anything, but we, we we won the. I think we won the hearts and minds of the the local people, um, and we Indeed. certainly gave a boost to the economy. Um, but uh, I, I I attended the. Um, I didn't attend the game, but I went for the away game. Um, we thought we were getting tickets. We weren't getting tickets, but I was I was welcomed uh, welcomed in by by everybody I met, both Seville and Betis fans, and I ended up watching the game in a Betis bar with both sets of fans. Um, there were Seville fans there as well. So, But, you know, in recent times, you've played second fiddle to Seville and the one point ahead of you now in the league. So Real Madrid are nine points ahead of you. So what, what, would, it, what would it be like now, like coming up to, you know, if you can stay with them when, when, you, when you have your derby games? It's going to be brilliant. 
Well, it will be absolutely fantastic because the rivalry between uh, Sevilla and Betty, you know, goes back so many years, and it's really very much like the the other major cities and. European football really were both sets of fans. You know, when the El Derby comes along in Sevilla, it's absolutely massive and, and everyone throws themselves into the excitement of the thing. Now, back in 2019, just before one of the, the derbies, there were 10,000 Betty fans turned up at the Betty training ground just to watch the players training before the match with Sevilla. So that gives you some idea of how important this match really is. And if we can end up uh, ahead of Sevilla, that would be absolutely super. Yeah, and there is a good man seems to be uh, behind you now. Pellegrini, he, you know, a Premier League winner. He's managed... In, you know Villarreal I think he was the manager when we played him in 2004 when he knocked us out of the UEFA Cup and he seems to be uh, settling in putting his feet under the table and, and roughing a lot of feathers in the top half of La Liga He certainly is and he's done it in a relatively short period of time we went through a phase of managers um, after Pepe Mel and they were not really very good I have to say and the whole team became a bit uh, destabilised. Now, when Manuel Pellegrini came in, it's taken him a while, but a relatively short time to put a solid, balanced squad together, not just a team that goes out and plays every Saturday. He has the habit of setting up a team, maybe like he did with Manchester City when he was there, that he would look at the opposition, decide what the best team was for him, and he'd put them out. So all of the squads which numbers about 22, I think, they all get game time. And that keeps the squad happy, uh, keeps the players happy. It also gives them a sense of togetherness. And the fans, we the fans, are. it took a little while to get used to this way of, uh, of playing different team out every week, but it's certainly starting to reap some rewards. And, and we're absolutely loving it because there is now a sort of defined style to the team, which we haven't had for quite a while. Yeah, we're having a, a love-in with our new manager, Andrew Postacoglu. Um, we're, loving, we're loving that attacking style. Um, we're starting yes. to get it right at the back. But unlike Pellegrini, he's relying on a small pool of players. You know, he has his, he has his favourite 11. And when the player gets injured, someone else gets the chance. But we do think that he may rotate um, on Thursday night because it's not... The major game, it may have been had we beat Leverkusen, and you know, um, yes, you have yeah. qualified for the Europa, the Europa League next stage. We now go into the Europa Conference League, so both European football after Christmas. Not every, not every season, Betis and Celtic fans can say that. No, 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 no. That that's that's very true. Um, we we shall see on the night. I mean. We have no idea what team Pellegrini is going to put out on Thursday night, but we know it will be a good, solid, balanced team. And he does bring on substitutes at the right time. There's a good squad where he knows the strengths of all of his players. And if he sees a bit of a deficiency in one particular area, he'll soon take someone off and put someone else back on. And we do have our, um, our player that has the, the wonderful Joaquin, who is now aged 40 years. And I have to tell you, 
under Pellegrini, he seems to have found new life because he's played. Now, he obviously doesn't play that often because of his age. He, he keeps himself really fit, but he's still a really good player. And when he comes on, he galvanizes the team and he's, a, he's an excellent uh, crosser of the ball. And when he comes on, the whole team gets lifted. Yeah, and it's great to have someone to come off the bench like that. Um, I, I tend to look at the bench when we play as well and to see if there is someone there. And unfortunately, this season, uh, there hasn't been. But I think now there is one or two. And I think in January, we will be a stronger team and have a stronger bench because it's kind of happened a bit quicker than we thought. We didn't think that, you know, Andrew would settle in so well and the team would would be playing the way they're playing because we thought maybe maybe the January, maybe three transfer windows before he would get it right. And we were prepared mm-hmm. to give him time after the, the disaster we had last season. But when I think that when I think of, of Betis, I think back to our first meeting this season and you know, did we catch a cold or were we just were we just good? Because it, we were surprised and um I'm sure the Betis fans were surprised that, you know, a team from a league which wouldn't be as strong as La Liga um, could come and, and put on such a show because for both sets of fans, it was a great game. And it was also, um, I suppose, for the neutrals, you know, if you were, like, sometimes I sit down to watch games that I don't have an interest in the team and I turn off after half an hour. This certainly wasn't a game that people were going to turn off who tuned in. <laughs> No, from the very first minute, it was an absolutely super game. And I have to say, I was quite surprised watching it at just how well Celtic started. They, for the, the first 20 minutes, for the first half, they were, they were looking magnificent. And they, they just seemed to have the right balance. They, have, they were pressing. They were doing everything right. They went two goals up. I was thinking to myself, OK, if we can get a draw out of this so 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 be it but as I said earlier on we do have strength and depth and Pellegrini is more than happy to switch formations when he sees things aren't going quite right and I think that was the start of it he switched the, the formation he started pressing more and then the rewards came from there I don't think Celtic particularly started to play badly I think and the, it was the opposite Betty started playing much better and getting into a groove after that. Yeah, um, and I think at the time as well, we probably were, you know, we were bedding in some players as well and there was probably some players who are now squad players did play in that game. But it was it was a great um, a great night for Betis and I think I think we, we got some confidence out of it. Um, we also learned that we needed to tighten up at the back. Um, <laughs> so... so but we, we have done in, in, in recent weeks, thank God. Um, and I was in... It's just a pity that, you know, there wasn't fans, in, you know, Celtic fans in there to witness that performance. Uh, and maybe we could have, you know, the 12th man could have just maybe got us a draw that night, but who knows? But COVID has hit the best fans who were planning to travel. Um, they yeah. were, like us, travelling from Ireland to Glasgow. We have to get uh, antigen tests or PCR tests depending on how long um, we're staying, to go in and also to come back into Ireland. And I'm sure it's this, the same for the, the Spanish fans. But you're based in Scotland and there is yes. fans based in London and Edinburgh. So they will be able to get to the game. There will be better fans there because it sure. adds to the game when there's away fans. Yes. I mean, 
that is absolutely true. And it was a, a, a great shame because I, uh, we were actually, my wife and I were actually in Spain when we were buying the tickets. So we, we knew what was happening to the other uh, Betty fans in Spain who were buying them. We'd met them a couple of weeks ago at the, at the Elche match uh, in, in Spain. And everyone was so excited about coming. And it was literally a day's notice with new regulations on the, I think it was the 30th of November. And all of a sudden, these fans couldn't come and they were absolutely devastated. They really were. Now, we do have, um, we do have Penas, uh, I bet you supporters clubs in London, in, in Edinburgh, in the northeast of England, where my Penya is based. And also over in County Donegal, where else? And they're, they, they, they'll be coming over too. One way or another. To me. They, they might even be swimming over, let me tell you. But one <laughs> way or another, they'll get there. And also, you, what you'll find is that in you know, the various parts of the UK, you have Spanish students studying, you have uh, Spanish people teaching in universities. So they will be, they, they will be coming up over as well. And it's just a, a shame because we've got, we've got Peñas. And I mean, I, I know the, the president of the uh, Betty Peña in Miami and he was thinking of coming over. He can't come over either. So it is a great shame, but we do need fans and, and our fans are very vociferous. We, we really are. And we do give the team, I mean, it's like Celtic as well. They give the team support, and, and and I can tell you that if you don't know already, that the the chant that goes out from the Betty fans when we're watching, and particularly when things are going bad, is to say "Mucho Betty, Manky Pierda," and what that means is that basically we will support you, Betty, even if you lose, and that's a great part of the passion of being a Betty fan. We don't care what the result is. We are full of optimism before every match, whatever the odds are, and we will support the team right through whatever happens. And, like, at the moment, you will be supporting them because they're so impressive, um, but how does Alan McLean, who lives in the northeast? Who lives in Scotland? You live in Scotland, Glasgow. but you're part of the northeast. Um, yeah, Penna. And for those listening, the Penna is a supporters club. I was in one when I went to Seville, and I was treated. Yes, I was treated there very well. I have to say, um, they're there was, great, there was aren't they? They really are. Free tapas, free beer, and I brought Absolutely. over. Absolutely, um, I brought over jersey and the uh, signed Shamrock Rovers ball on behalf of um, the support that. Uh, the Bettis fans had given to the Devonhams walkers. Fergus sure. down, he, he doesn't let you away with much. He knew I was travelling over, and I had an extra. <laughs> I had an extra bag to bring, and I, he still hasn't paid me for for Ryanair charging me for the bag. But anyway, that's a, <laughs> that's another uh, argument. Now, yeah. now, Fergus was on the show, and he he just, you know he gave us um, an in depth into the Patrick O'Connell story and the Irish connection sure. with Bettis. And that podcast is available for people to listen. I'll put up the episode link when we put this up. But how did you okay. become? How did you become um, a Betis fan? Well, it's it's, it's actually a northeast of England connection because uh, uh, we've been uh, supporters of Blythe Spartans Football Club in the northeast of England, probably the most famous non-league football club in the world for our FA exploits. And I've been a fan of uh, Blythe Spartans for a considerable time. Um, I met uh, Fergus 
when he and a friend came over to Dublin, uh, from Dublin, to watch Newcastle United, turned up at Newcastle, found that the match was the day after they thought it was, so they were looking for a ground to go to. So they ended up coming to Bly Spartans. So, very Irish, isn't it? Oh, my God. I ended up watching Bly Spartans, so I met him there. We were also joined there by another friend of ours, the third uh, member of the Patrick O'Connell f- Foundation team, and that was uh, Simon Needham. Now, Simon lives in, in Blythe, and he has enjoyed going to watch Spanish football for some years, so he was really into the La Liga thing as well. We all met up. We realised, or you know, we found out that Real Betis are always opening their arms and friendship to any other team that plays in green and white. Verdi Blancos. So Bly Spartans play in green and white. So we got in touch with Betty and said, here we are, we want to, to join the family that is Betis. Um, and two years later, we managed to get all the forms done to become a supporters club, the Peña Betica Blythe Betis. And we are now part of the Federation of Supporters Clubs of, uh, of Real Betty. Because yeah, I'm always amazed, um, because people say to me when I meet people who who aren't um, who don't know the Irish connection with, with Celtic, um, they always go, "Oh, but you you go to watch you go to watch a team in Scotland, but you're Irish." And I say, "Yeah, but they're an Irish team." And they say, "Well, how does an Irish team play in in Scotland?" And you know, it's kind of hard. To exp- I always say they're an Irish they're an Irish team founded from, by Irish people, but um, they're a, a Scottish. Um, Institution, and that and sure, that, kind of, sure. that that kind of covers me with both, and I don't offend anyone <laughs> because some people do get offended. But yeah. so so for you, it was it was uh, it was just as simple as that, and then you started to travel to see them. And sure, yeah, um, I mean uh, we we lived in we lived near Blythe, so we 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 supported them. I ended up on the board of Blythe Spartans as well. Which sounds very glorious, but it isn't really. But it's all volunteer work. And as you know, that's where you get the most fun. That's where you get the real fans. And in non-league football, that's where you get real football as well. Because when one of our players is knocked down, they just get back up again and know that some stage later they can get a bit of retaliation in. They don't need to roll around in the ground before they do that. So um, it's great football. And, you know, when, you know, going back to the Patrick O'Connell connection that's where that happened at Bly Spartans where we had a, a visit from Michael Connell Patrick's grandson who gave us a talk about Patrick and the three of us Fergus Simon and I decided to uh, make, to do something to honour Patrick O'Connell and that's when even more um, Celtic connections came in via Belfast Celtic uh, Football Club Museum in Belfast, uh, but but also the fact that we wanted to do things in Dublin and Belfast to honour Patrick. And thankfully, and I'd just love to mention this, that Glasgow Celtic Football Club were right behind us. And the very first thing that we did uh, for the foundation was to um, arrange for a memorial plaque to be put up at Patrick O'Connell's old house uh, near Croke Park. And Celtic Thankfully, said, "Yeah, we'll fully cooperate with that." And they, 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 they managed to arrange to send over to uh, Dublin 
Bertie Auld, may he rest in peace, and John Clark. It was such a privilege to have them to get our foundation started off. And that, and they understood the link between Belfast Celtic, Real Betty, and so forth, and Glasgow Celtic as well. So that, that was a great thing to have. And, um, and John and Bertie personally then supported us after that with fundraising and, and, and various other things as well. So it was super. Yeah, John. John is a, is a hero of Lisbon, and and Bertie is the probably the biggest character from Lisbon. He will be, he will be sadly missed. We just I just recorded a podcast, uh, the Grand Old History with David Potter, who's a Celtic historian. And, oh um, yes. What came out of that was you know how much Bertie was loved by by everyone he met, and I'm sure when when you met him, you you went, wow, this guy is just different class. Well, yes, uh, different class uh, uh, are the words to use. And uh, uh, he came to, when we launched our foundation, he and John came over to Belfast, to the Belfast Celtic Museum where, where that happened. Um, they were in Dublin, as I mentioned, and also at Hamden when we when we were doing a part of a documentary that was produced on the Patrick O'Connell story. But Bertie was, as they say in Ireland, some crack. He really was. Yeah. And we just loved him. And we are so sad of his pa- about his passing, but at the same time, we have the most wonderful memories of him. We really do, because he just lit up a room. That, that's, just, uh, that, that's just lovely to hear. Um, because, yeah, he, he, was, he was a special person, and I think, um, I think Celtic fans and non-Celtic fans, you know, who met him, will, will forever remember him, because... He, he, not only is he a hero on the pitch, but he was a hero off the pitch to so many. For yeah. he, he had so much time for all the fans. Um, he had so much time for um, kid children, you know, and he would pose for pictures, autographs. And as I said to David Potter when we done the podcast, I said, he loved being Bertie Old. Oh, he did. He did. And, and when we were at Hamden, um, doing this filming which we took a break from the filming the, the documentary and a couple of people wandered into the room that we were in because we were in the museum area of Hamden Park and uh, they came up and they said oh Bertie and they were from Birmingham and they'd remembered that Bertie had played for Birmingham and uh, asked them well how did you like your life in Birmingham well we laughed for 15 minutes at the stories he used to tell about what on at Birmingham City. And it was just so, so much fun. So sadly missed, but a privilege to know him. And a League Cup winner with, with Birmingham and uh, he got to the first cup final with Birmingham. So there's not Indeed. Of, so he gave Birmingham fans plenty of joy as well. Listen, it's been a pleasure. Um, we are in, on, in Morphy's on Thursday for Celtic AM from 5 to 7 and we hope some better fans can pop in because we would love to continue this conversation um, in in Morphy's so if you're around Morphy's please pop in um, folks more than 90 minutes issue 118 is still available I think there's about 10 copies left so if you visit salicfanzine.com you can pick up a copy and there will be still a few copies in the shops uh, Alan it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you I hope you have a great season. I hope Betters win La Liga, but I hope they don't win on Thursday night. I hope you have an off night and Celtic have a good night. 
Yeah, well, good good to meet you too, and we will we will pop into Murphy's because Look we won't be far away it. from there. And we need and, we need uh, we need to get you. We need to get you a, a point for coming onto the podcast. So there you go. We can't, there's there's an offer of a free point. Oh, there's well, just Scotsman. What else could you offer, Alan? Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, then, Andrew. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.